You're listening to the Biblical Fiction Buffs podcast, and I'm your host, Jenna Van Maurick. On this podcast, we discuss all sorts of things related to biblical fiction and the best in ancient historical Christian fiction. What you're about to hear is a previously recorded Instagram Live book club discussion. In case you didn't know, Biblical Fiction Buffs is also an online quarterly book club hosted by me on Instagram. Every season, we vote on a book, then we read it and study it together, and at the end of the quarter, we get together on Instagram for a live discussion. Sometimes there's games, sometimes there's trivia and giveaways, but it's always a good time of discussion and fellowship and talking about the wonderful truths we can learn about God through the art of story. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then be sure to check us out at Biblical Fiction Buffs on Instagram or visit my website www.authorgenevanmaurick.com. For now, enjoy this episode and be sure to subscribe to our podcast for more entertaining bookish content like this. And welcome. You're probably noticing that I have gone all out today because I love this book and I love Exodus retellings. So I was really excited to be doing this and I just, I had to, I had to go extra guys. It's go big or go home. You know me. So Piper was going to join me, my dog, uh, but uh, then she vehemently decided that that was not going to happen. So Piper bailed, but hopefully you guys saw the pictures that we got before she uh, decided that she wasn't going to be here today. So anyways, let's just jump right on in. Hi, everyone. Thank you guys so much for coming to the Biblical Fiction Buffs Summer Live event discussing The Pharaoh's Daughter by Misu Andrews. I love this book. If you guys know me or have followed me for any period of time, then you would know that I spend an endless amount of time talking about how much I love this book. It was the first biblical fiction book that I ever read. I've read it many, 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 many times since. Um, so I'm excited to hear all of your guys' thoughts on it. So I'll just welcome you officially. I know that it's gonna be backwards for you guys this time uh, because I ran out of color ink. So I wasn't able to print the slides like I normally do, but I have them here. And as usual, we're gonna start out with some prayer. I'll read some scripture. If you guys saw our stories, you've already seen it. So you kind of have a heads up of what's coming. And then we'll do a little game with some prizes, a little giveaway, because those are always fun. And then we'll move into a Q&A and a vote for the fall book. So thank you again for coming. Thank you again for being uh, willing to transfer from Goodreads to Instagram. Um, so if you guys want to talk about that more at the Q&A, again, we can, but for now, let's just jump right on in and I will go ahead and open in prayer. All right. Dear God, thank you so much for giving us this space, for um, bringing us all together. It's really fun every season to have something to look forward to, to come together and just talk about books and talk about you and talk about all the ways that you speak to us through books. So we just thank you for that opportunity and we just pray that you bless this meeting, that everything will go smoothly and um, that it'll be a really good time for everyone. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So... When it comes to the scripture reading for this live event, let me wave to some people because you guys are just showing up so fast. When it comes to the scripture reading for this live event, I had a really hard time because in my opinion, 
I could pretty much practically read the, uh, the large part of Exodus, um, but that would take way too long. So I'm just going to read um, a couple of verses. And again, if you've seen our stories, then you already know which ones. Um, but that'll be Exodus 2, 5 through 10. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to the Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses saying, I drew him out of the water. Um, so that is our scripture reading. And now we get to jump into the fun part, which is the book discussion. So again, feel free to start commenting away with all of your thoughts and I'll try to keep up with your comments and read them as we go through. Um, and in the meantime, I will just say a few things. Uh, first of all, I read this book uh, at the beginning of the, um, of the season this time around, which is pretty unusual for me because normally I try to read it closer to maybe the middle so that I can be more uh, fresh and perspective aware by the time that the live event rolls around. Uh, but this one I read at the beginning because I was trying to come up with some content for some posts and discussion boards and things like that. So that's uh, where that all happened. Um, but it's hard for me to think about things that I want to talk about for this book because I feel like I've said it all so much so many different times in different YouTube videos or in different um, Instagram posts. Every time I mention this book, I talk about how much I love it. And that still remains true. I am absolutely obsessed with this book. And for me personally, my favorite parts are towards the end when she and Mirad finally get together because I love their story. There's so much wisdom there. So many things that are shared. I honestly think that Mirad is probably my favorite character. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, there we go. But yeah, um, I just really love this book. For me personally, I love the beginning. I've poured over that so many times um, and I've read it over and over and over again. I think for me, I read this book first when I was in high school. It's the first biblical fiction book that I ever read. And it's the one that got me hooked on reading biblical fiction. And then I read it again in high school, and then I read it again in college, and then I read it again while I was at college. And then when I moved, after I got married, when my husband and I drove from California to Arizona, where we were going to be living, I listened to the audiobook, and then I listened to the audiobook again while we put furniture together. And I've read it many, many times since then to the point where I've lost count, but you guys are starting to comment, so now I can stop rambling and read what you guys are saying. Um, Nicole, I thought that Misu did a great job that I felt so immersed in the Egyptian culture. I agree. Um, for me, the Egyptian setting and the Exodus setting is one of my favorites in all biblical fiction, so it's really easy for me to uh, get really sucked into that world, but I love how she brought it to life. Um, and I love her author's note. I'll probably talk about that more later in this live because her author's note uh, that explains like the research and then I think there's like a foreword in here as well are both just so 
Well done. And I love seeing that behind the scenes. Behind the scenes is really, I think for me, my favorite part of biblical fiction because I just love history. Um, so that's really exciting. Nicole, he was my favorite too, a really steady hero. The details and historical accuracy are amazing. Hi, me Sue. I got in costume. Um, Sarah, I was worried about how Mirad and Anip's relationship would progress because he loved Pua so much, but I loved that their marriage ended up being a story of second chances. Yeah, that's my favorite part too. Um, I think, I mean, the, the thing about like, Mirad and Pua and Mirad and Anip or Bithia and all the different characters is that I love them all so much and I don't think that like I love one more than the other or one pairing more than the other. They're all amazing. They're all wonderful and she just did such a great job of rounding them all out for us. Um, so yeah, that's really exciting. I really didn't, Nicole, I really didn't think that their relationship was realistic until I read that verse at the end. Yeah, there's just so much here to unpack. Um, like I said, cause Misu's here now, so I have to gush about Misu. Um, this is the first biblical fiction book I read. I wrote her an email after I read it when I was like still a teenager and it was a really embarrassing email and I don't want to talk about it. Um, if you want to hear the whole story, you can go watch Alicia's video that I filmed over on her channel for the love of Christian fiction because I confessed the truth. Um, but yeah, this book really changed my life. Um, and I love it. It's so good. It's so well done. And then when I met Misu in person at CFRR, she signed it. So it's, it was really hard for me. Again, I want to like stress that because normally if you guys have been around at the lives, I go through and I like put a bunch of post-it notes and I write all over the margins. Um, this book, I don't know if you can kind of tell, I've read it so many times that it's falling apart and I really didn't want to mark it up or put a lot of post-it notes or anything in it because I didn't want it to fall apart anymore. It's already quite yellow and some of the pages are torn or they have stains on them. I contemplated getting a new copy um, for the book club specifically, but I didn't want to do that either. Um, and I already have, since, since it's here, I have this copy, which is the first copy, first biblical fiction book I ever owned. Amazing, old, but beautiful and well-loved. And then I also have the Italian version because I'm Italian and I had to. Um, I'm really into collecting different editions or foreign language editions of books. So when I see them and when I find them, I always love um, picking those up, especially this one and books that are really special to me um, because this book is literally my favorite book of all time. I got it in the Italian edition as well. So I didn't take as many notes this time around when I read through it because I didn't want to break the book. Honestly, I really just, I was worried that if I read it too much, it might fall apart. So I, I didn't take as many notes, but that's why I'm kind of enjoying seeing what you guys are saying. I loved the tie-in with the midwives. I did too. I love how the details in this book, like there's, Misu talks about it. If you ever listen to her talk about writing, she talks about it a lot. She'll talk about how she takes like biblical truth and then historical fact and then uses fiction to weave them together and I love how she connects everything so well it's so good um a sign of a great story a well-worn book that is most true 
Sarah, you wrote, Anip's family dynamics were really interesting to read about. I felt so sorry for her as she was slowly abandoned by her adoptive father and siblings, but it was beautiful to see how she was. Yeah, I, one of the things that always sticks out to me about this book is Anip's relationship with her sister. And I still don't feel like I've truly got a handle on it because it's just, it's a lot of, a lot. It's a lot. Um, and her, her whole story is just sad. And I think at the time, for most of you, most of you know me at the time that I read this, uh, my grandmother had just passed away. There was some other big family issues and some like things going on in my personal life to where I just kind of felt like I was um, drowning, uh, so to speak, and everything, all hope was lost to borrow the colloquialism. So I could really relate to her when I read the book because there was just so much to her character where it was just like, it wasn't one thing. There wasn't like one straw. Uh, that broke the camel's back so to speak but it was just a lot of things piled on top of each other that brought her to a crumbling point and I could really relate to that because when I read this book initially I was at my own crumbling point and this book just really changed me and I'm gonna say that a hundred times throughout this um, live event can I read Italian I wish I could read Italian I would like to learn Italian one day just so that I could like be super dramatic and extra and like shout and yell in Italian. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to learn Italian. It's on my bucket list to be able to be at least like mildly conversational. I would also like to go to Italy. Um, I would also like to go to the Netherlands because my husband is Dutch. Obviously, you probably couldn't tell from my last name. Um, and yeah, those are two, my, two of my bucket list places. And then I want to go to Canada at some point, but I don't need to necessarily learn a whole other language to go there. Um, her story was a sign of how some people never move past hurt or give forgiveness. I agree. Um, and that was something that I was definitely dealing with the first time around when I read this book, which I think is why it holds such a special place in my part because in my heart, because when I discovered it in the bookstore, I really was just like, it was such a God moment of like, it was, it was displayed on this like shelf because it was a new release at the time. So that's the only reason I noticed it because I was walking past and it was on like a new release display at Barnes and Noble. And I just picked it up because it had Egypt on the cover and I'm obsessed with Egyptian history. Um, didn't even know like anything about the genre. I didn't know biblical fiction existed. And I was like, well, it's about Egypt. So I'm getting it. And then I read it and it just spoke to everything that I was feeling at the time. Amazing. I love it when things happen like that. My sister is watching. Hi, Nicole's sister. Um, she likes your dress. You know, I like it too. If I could, if it was socially acceptable for me to dress like this all of the time, I 100% would, except for this thing, because it is a little bit, um, it's starting to annoy me with the beads. So I hope you don't mind. We're slowly gonna deconstruct this costume as the live goes on because it's really itchy and scratchy and it makes a lot of noise when I move. Um, I love all the Italian food. Yeah, I just had Italian food for um, lunch. <laughs> it was definitely interesting to read a story based on the book of Exodus that actually didn't focus much on Moses. Yeah, I, I agree. I think for me as a kid, my favorite, um, my favorite movie was The Prince of Egypt. <laughs> Um, and I love all Moses retellings, but I liked how this one was a side character that we don't necessarily talk much about. In fact, I didn't even know 
um, like, and in the Bible, how you have, like, that end connection where it's, like, and then those were the children of the Pharaoh's daughter or however it's written. I'm sorry. Um, like, it's just so interesting. And I like that. I like that idea. And I liked exploring that. Um, God brings us the stories we need. So true. Misu, the glaring mistake in this book is how I wrote Horemheb's change from loving father to sadistic murderer. Were y'all confused at all by that whiplash character change? I don't think I was confused. I've read the book so many times that like nothing surprises me anymore. But what did you guys think? Um, I was definitely saddened by his change. I feel like I've just grown to like accept this story so much for what it is because of how many times that I've reread it that... I can't offer an opinion. <laughs> I'm too close to this story now. It's kind of like when you're a writer and you've written a book and you think it's amazing and then you have to get people to read it because you don't see the mistakes anymore. Um, I feel like for me, from what I remember, um, it was just really tragic and it made me really angry the first time that I read this because the first time that I read it, I was just like, why is this happening? I feel like the power got him. Yeah, I mean, for me, it felt pretty natural given the circumstances because of like the, all of those, all of those things. But it was just like one of those things where I was just like, why is this happening? I don't want this to happen, but also it has to happen or it needs to happen. Um, no confusion. I felt he had a personal life and a public life. That's true. Um, there's a lot of politics in this book, obviously, because ancient Egypt and the pharaohs and all of that. If you read any amount of Egyptian history, it's a lot. <laughs> I think if I rewrote it, I'd make it clear that he went off the deep end because he lost his wife. That's what was in my head. That makes sense to me. I, I see it. I do. I really do. I think you did a great job, but I'm probably so biased at this point. Um, to talk a little bit about something that I loved, I love, I mean, from chapter 34 on is just my bread and butter. I could read that over and over again as many times as I want. Um, I did break down and I underlined one thing this time around. Uh, also, I dog ear my pages, which is probably a large reason of why my books fall apart really easily. But I did underline one thing because I just couldn't not. And it was um, both his and Bithia's hearts had been ground like grain. Could they ever sift out enough flour to make a real life together? And for me, this was just like the ancient equivalent of uh, when life gives you lemon, make lemonade. Uh, before there was lemonade, there was flour. And I just, I love that. I like that much better because I don't actually like lemonade at all. But flour has many uses. <laughs> um, and then something else that like, I could go on for like an entire hour alone, just on like the little author's note at the end with all of the research, because that is, that's my favorite. <laughs> I love reading research books. Um, you guys can't see. I'm in my office. I just redecorated and repainted the whole thing and moved a bunch of stuff around, but I got a new book bookcase for my office, and it's just all of my commentaries and history books, and I'm obsessed. I love history. 
Hi mom, my mom, that's my mom in the chat by the way. My mom said, I think it helps us understand life situations where someone we love, friend or family can make changes, even hurtful changes, and we keep praying and never give up. Sarah said, I thought the backstory of how Moses developed a stutter was very interesting. Yeah, this was, I think, obviously, obviously in like Hollywood portrayals, you don't necessarily see Moses with like a stutter because that wouldn't fit the Hollywood vibe of like a traditional or stereotypical hero. Um, so I really liked how that was introduced in this book. I also, um, not to go off on a tangent, but I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen um, Sight and Sound, uh, the, any of their musicals. I know some of you have, because I've talked to you about them, but Sight and Sound Moses also incorporates like this stuttering element and I just, oh, they do it so well, but yeah, it's really good in this one. Um, and really interesting too, to think about. I like it when things that are mentioned in the Bible, like so-and-so had this going on or so-and-so did this, like when it's in the Bible, it's just like a, a thing that is mentioned. I like in biblical fiction when you get to kind of explore like the circumstances or the backstory or the thing that set that up. Uh, the Turner miniseries. I haven't seen that. I bought the research book you recommended to me. Yay. I'm very happy. I finished my capstone, so I don't have to touch research books for a while now. Um, I'm going to see Queen Esther at Sight and Sound next week. Yeah, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I wish that I lived close enough to be able to go see Sight and Sound musicals live because I was a theater kid and I'm I would love to also like just do one show with them not like in it but like I would love to be in the backstage for a show that would be my ultimate goal if Sight and Sound wants to make a musical out of my books and then uh let me sit backstage I'd be down for that um Sarah yeah um just a spoonful of that's Carissa my cousin their version of Moses Stutter is one of my favorites and I love I love how it comes to fruition in the songs and you hear that. Without the love and strength Jesus gives, it can be almost impossible in our human strength to overcome tragedy. Thank you, Barbara, for sharing. Um, nothing is open here. Oh, that's, that's sad. Nothing is open. And there's, right now, where I am in Sacramento, oh, there's fires all around and it's just, the smell is terrible. If you look outside my window, it's just it the other day it was like practically snowing ash and all the sunlight that was coming through the windows was just like bright scarlet red and it looked very post-apocalyptic and dystopian and I've made several jokes about how I would I'm literally living in the plagues so yeah this isn't fun um without the love and stunning okay I read that nothing is open you need to come to the midwest with me I would I would but Traveling is hard and I'm a homebody and also traveling right now is just a whole other level of traveling. Unless I got like a really amazing airline. I would love to get out though. Like, yeah, some days it really does feel like we're living through modern day plagues. Yep. Yeah, it does, Sarah. Um, I feel like there's been a lot more about Exodus than I thought I could relate to now in 2020 than I ever could have related to before then. Um, so that's interesting. Gives you a new perspective on the Bible. That's why we read the Bible, right? Um, we're down in San Diego and it's all over the sky. There's fires 
all over California. We are literally burning. It's not a good thing and it's really unpleasant. Today the sunlight is actually like not super red. Like you can't really see much red on my face. If you do it's because I have like a red lampshade. But the light is much much better today and the air quality is better but it's still like bleh, not not super great. Which character from this book would you like to walk in their shoes of for a day? <laughs> not <laughs> not on it. <laughs> she has a lot that she has to deal with and it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, could I just like walk alongside Mirad just so I could have a conversation with him because I really love his character. Um, how about everyone else? I want to hear all of you guys' thoughts. I've never wanted to travel so much in my life. Same. Um, I want to get out but also I don't want to go through the process of getting out. So yeah. I feel like if I had to walk in a character's shoes, then I would want to walk in the shoes of Miriam, maybe, because I love her character. Also, not to go off on a tangent, because I know that reading Miriam was not a requirement for the Summer Book Club this year, and some of you may not have read the sequel, but I love her. She's great. If you have the chance and you haven't already, you should definitely read Miriam as well. Hi, Audrey. I'm so glad you made it. Um, while it would have been cool to be royalty, there was way too much palace intrigue and drama. Exactly. I would be way too scared to walk in on its shoes for a day. That would be absolutely terrifying. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of drama, but Miriam would be fun, especially in the sequel. But no spoilers. You all should read it. Everyone should read it. Everyone should read this book. I mean, come on. Is that even a, is that even a question? Um, yeah, I really like, um, how the author's note, I know I keep talking about it, but the author's note is split into, like, finding the Pharaoh's daughter, finding Moses, finding God, and I love how it's written. This was one of the, like I said, this was the first biblical fiction book I read, and I never really even, like, thought about the research side of it until I read that, so it's really exciting. I'm going to have to read her story soon. You do. You really, really do. Because um, it's it's really great. It's really great. That's all I can say. I can't talk about it because I'll just like spill everything. And that's 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 a problem. Um, I would like to show some mom loves aunt. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Oh, there's so much. You guys just start talking amongst yourselves because I cannot talk about this book and make it sound logical. Um, cause when I talk about this book, it just comes out like, nah, I love it so much. Um, my mind is a scary place, y'all. No, no, it's not, not at all. Um, there's just, I just, oh, I love this book. I really do. Uh, there's so many things that I want to talk about, like, like the dots on the hand or like the... This, 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 uh, the things that Merit says or the things that just oh, it's so good oh another thing that I love about this book I love the prologue um I don't know if we really talked about it but in the prologue it's like first person and then I think in the rest of the book it's third person I'm not super sure but like the prologue is one of my favorite things of all time because I just love how it immediately draws you in and I like her perspective as a as a child in ancient Egypt that's something that I love a lot I don't know what did you guys think 
Even though she was a minor character, my heart broke for Senpa. Same. Misu, what's next for you? Yeah, tell us. I'm anxiously waiting for news. Um, what was I going to say right after? Oh, I loved in this book, um, I can't say names to save my life. I loved in this book uh, Jochebed's character. I love how that came into play and all the like biblical figures, um, like the bigger name ones, um, Pua and Shifra. Again, names are not my thing. Um, I loved how those um, came in just oh, so good. So good. I'm, I'm Italian. So good. Um, Misu, what's next for you? I'd never written first person before. It's really good. Like, it's really good. I know I keep saying that, but that's legitimately all that I can say. I've said it all. Um, and I like how, like, she explains her name and all of that. Now that your capstone's over, you can just get back into the world of biblical fiction. New that is so true. I am, I am, yeah, I'm diving back into books. It's going to be really exciting. Um, I love that they live together. Yeah, it was so interesting. And like the, the way of life, I loved reading about like the way of life, like just the daily kinds of things and how they lived. Um, the Hebrews in ancient Egypt, that's definitely my, like, my second favorite part of the book is just all of that and like because I don't uh, uh, <laughs> I love it so much I think in I think in movies there's um like in the in the Ten Commandments or in the Prince of Egypt there's a lot of focus on like Moses pre becoming uh like joining the Hebrews like you you get to see a lot of his life in as in like royalty but you don't necessarily get to see like as much of the life um in like Goshen and places like that so I loved that um love that you like that thanks for reading stories in this way Ooh, I read Neferatiri by Michelle Moran a few years ago and he was one of the antagonists in that story so it was interesting to see the roles reverse this time around I love when that happens in biblical fiction um I think I'm drawing a blank on the titles, but I read a book like that uh, recently, not about Egypt, but where like it was just two different perspectives on the same character. And it was so interesting because all of them, like all for the most part, most writers do research. And it's interesting to see different takes on the historical research as well. I've written all books in first person since this one. I wondered about that because I was like reading it again and I was like, when I read it before, it felt so natural to me. And then I was reading it again and I was like, wait, doesn't she write a lot in first person? I'm like, but yeah, it was, it was really good. And like, it's really interesting to see that change. I think at this point I've read all of Misu's books except for two. Please don't come after me. <laughs> there's there's a lot. I've read all of them. And sometimes I reread them and I need to stop doing that so that I can read new ones. But I've read all of them except for two. And um, I love looking at authors' progression over the course of many, many books. Because I think I read a lot of her new ones and then I went back and read her older ones. And I love them just as much. But it was just interesting to see. And it's interesting to see how things change and develop over time. Nefertiri is a great book. I want to read that now. You all inspired me, but I don't, I don't know. Do I have time to add more books to my TBR, guys? Do I? I'm done with my capstone, so I mean, I got all the time in the world now. <laughs> and I'm graduating this fall, so that's exciting. 
I love reading books that have different perspectives on characters. I would love to see a retelling of Moses in a different... Same. Same. I would... Yeah. I have so many different ideas, but... I'm a writer, so I'm not going to tell you any of them. I, I've been a lot busy. Um, I may be 120 pages from the end. Nice. The hair, the heretic queen is great. And I think there will be some subtle allusions to Moses in that one. Yeah, I want to read all of your suggestions. This is the problem with doing lives because you all tell me all about these, um, all about these books that are really good. And then I haven't read them and then I feel out of the loop and it's not fun. <laughs> So, um, as soon as you read Moses, your eyes light <laughs> Did it? Did it really? <laughs> I love Exodus retellings. Moses is my favorite. My little Moses heart. I just, oh, I relate so much. <laughs> um, yeah, now there's just laughing emojis. And people are talking to my mom, which is fun. My mom's great. You should all get to know her. She's really nice. She's nicer than me. <laughs> I meant to finish it earlier this week in time for the live. Well, technically, you still have till the end of August to finish it. Um, sometimes, I traditionally, I know we've only done four of these now. Most of the time, I like to try and schedule the lives a week before the new season starts so that we have time to vote and people have time to order the next book. Uh, last time, last time for the summer book, I did the Pharaoh's Daughter literally the last weekend. There was like no time in between the spring quarter and the summer quarter to transition, so to speak. Um, and I felt like that rushed things a little bit and I felt kind of, um, it just, it wasn't very fun for me. I liked having the time in between. So let me know what you guys think because... If you like them closer to the end or maybe in the middle of the last month, um, what would be better in your opinion? Just rewatched The Prince of Egypt for the first time in years and I totally cried. I'm pretty sure I watched The Prince of Egypt every other month, so I can relate to that. It's my favorite thing. Um, what would you ask Moses when you get to heaven? Ooh. Hmm. That is a question if I ever read one. Um, what was it like? <laughs> Your whole life, what was it like? <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, I've always loved thinking about all of these amazing people I will get to meet face to face someday. Yeah, uh, Misu, I'm nervous about meeting the people I've written about. <laughs> oh, did I get it right? <laughs> did I get it close? Um, the music in Prince of Egypt is amazing. Yeah, it's all on my writing playlist too. Um, and my everyday playlist and my all my playlists. It's on all my playlists. I love it. Um, I'm such a big fan of Prince of Egypt, guys, the music, because I have two CDs uh, and I have it digitally. And I only have the CDs because the CDs that I have have some songs like soundtrack songs that aren't on the digital album. So I keep those around because I'm, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I would ask him how it really felt to not be able to lead them to the promised land. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to be a downer like that, though. I want to know what the Red Sea crossing looked like. See, in my mind, as a kid, I used to think that there was a movie theater in heaven, and you could go to the movie theater in heaven, and you could watch, like, scenes from the Bible, like, recordings, because, like, God obviously is up there with a camcorder, and he recorded everything, and you can go see, the, see it in the movie theater in heaven. So, um, if there's not going to be a movie theater in heaven, I might be a little disappointed, because I want to know. 
Um, which movie was the most accurate to your life? All of them. Been listening to When You Believe on a loop. Yeah. I have such fond memories of that song. I tried to learn it on piano a while ago, and I got a little bit into it, and then I moved on for whatever reason, because it's hard. And then I also love to sing that song as well. Um, my cousin Carissa and I used to sing it together as a duet a lot. We should get back into that, Carissa, if you're still here. I don't know if you're here or not. Don't worry, Misu, tell him he needed to include more details. Seriously, that's my biggest thing. When I'm reading and also trying to write, I will literally sit there all the time and I'll just be like, ma'am, these people were so unhelpful in their writing. I needed more. What were you thinking? Not taking enough notes for me. Didn't you know that like several thousand years later I would need this information? Uh, it would be a 3D high definition theater, obviously. I mean, it would be a totally immersive experience. Or maybe, I don't know if any of you guys are Adventures in Odyssey listeners out there, but a full on imagination station would also be great. Um, yes, yeah, so I hope there's a way to watch the events of history like home videos. Wouldn't that be fun? I want to know how it all went down. Glad I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. I think when I was in elementary school, we were like required to like draw pictures of what we thought heaven would be like for a school assignment. And um, uh, one of the things, I think I made like a map with like a movie theater and like a, a snack place where you could like eat biblical foods and like it was a whole thing. It was basically like a theme park, but Bible themed, which um, I would go to. I've thought about wanting to rewatch events from the Bible too. I want to ask him why he wasn't included in the Egyptian records. True. Or if he was under what name? See, that reminds me of the author's note. And I'm going to go back on a tangent about that. Adventures in Odyssey is, is great too. I have a, um, I have another bookshelf in this office. I have two bookshelves in this office. One has all of my commentaries and research books. And then the other one has all of my Adventures in Odyssey albums. Cause I have them from album one all the way up until the current albums. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit of a hoarder and I still buy them cause they're fun. And I like to listen to them and put them on as like background noise, kind of like an audiobook, but that requires less investment. <laughs> Which plague freaks creeps you out the most? Uh, frogs. <laughs> frogs. I remember once, um, after watching The Prince of Egypt, I had a very vivid nightmare that I woke up and my bed was full of frogs and it was not a pleasant dream. Any of the plagues, including creepy crawlies. Yep, any, any, um, any bugs, anything. Just, just no. I could pass all that. Thanks. Blood in the water would be gross, but I mean, I'm not that squeamish, but like insects and animals, no, not for me. Didn't they erase the records of people who were disgraced to the empire? I feel like they did. The boils would be painful. That's true. I mean, all of them would be bad. What kind of a question is this? Um, all of them are terrible. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, are there, I mean, I feel I'm living through, you know, a fire right now. So that's, that's fun. Um, do you think that any of the characters made it out of Egypt? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. If we're talking about like the book, read the sequel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm still stuck on the boils. I burned myself really badly last year. Uh, well, I didn't burn myself. My dog burned me. Uh, for a little bit of backstory, Piper, 
my dog, lovable thing that she is. I had just made a, a cup of ramen, so like hot boiled water poured over the ramen. She jumped up on the table and knocked the bowl over. She was fine, obviously, but the boiled water went like all down me. And I had like boils all over my body and like just these huge welts and things. It was gross and nasty and painful and I couldn't really move. So that would be terrible. And that, that just gave me flashbacks. Ooh, now we're getting into Miriam, my favorite question. You're sitting in church and frogs start invading from every direction. Do you think God is punishing you or rescuing you? That depends on which direction the frogs are going. Definitely want to read Miriam next. I don't want to think about frogs. You have a granddaughter named Piper? That's fun. I have a dog named Piper. She's my child, though. She's basically my, my daughter. So there we go. Um... Yeah, oh, I just looked at the time. Let me see, how are we doing on time? Because I do have um, a little, it's a really quick trivia game for you guys. And it's not, we're not doing sword drills this time. Um, but it's a really quick trivia game, which I would recommend that for spelling purposes, I'm giving you too many hints already, but for spelling purposes, if you can, you might want to get out a copy of The Pharaoh's Daughter for this because yeah, Misu's question is like the, the peat and repeat question. There is no right answer. True. <laughs> there isn't. Um, yeah, so let me just explain the trivia game. And you guys can't do anything until I say, because some of you guys might start commenting immediately, and I won't be able to handle that. But let me show you guys what's on the line. Um, what I have here are these uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs bookmarks. Um, which were very themed with like the alphabet and they all have different symbols on top so they'll be randomized but there will be four winners because there are four things that I'm looking for and uh, each winner will get two randomly selected um, bookmark from me mailed to you um, so they're really fun looking but essentially let me get out the answers here just so I have them ready um, so you guys don't beat me to it again if you guys win I'll say your name out loud and then if you can try to direct message me afterwards so that I remember to uh, to send you um, your bookmarks and remember who you are but essentially we talked a lot in our discussion board posts or our discussion posts here on Instagram that if you've been following along you've seen we've kind of been doing weekly updates how did you guys like that by the way because that was new um, yeah you're eligible what are you talking about? Um, we talked a lot about the significance of names throughout the book and different like uh, themes and how the story, there's significant changes every time our main female character changes her name. So I have four names written down here that I am specifically looking for. And what y'all need to do is type one of the names and the first person to get each name so if you guess for instance i can't say the name but say that our main girl's character her name is bob right and she also goes by jack and maybe sally if you talk if you comment bob then you're a winner if you comment bob after somebody else comments bob then you're not a winner but you can try to guess the next one so there are four names that i'm looking for for our main female character so if you can Comment the the name that you think of first and we will pick a winner um, and it'll go by the first um, First one that I see on my screen. So 
whenever you're ready. One of them is pretty obvious because we've been saying it all throughout this live. So I think we've said two of her names in the live um, so far. So yeah, Sarah, you got the hard one that I am not even gonna try to pronounce. Um, Sarah, you are one of the winners of the fun little hieroglyph bookmarks. There are still three other names up for grabs, guys. Yep, you won. Ah, nip, just a spoonful of everything. Um, I should be writing these down. I'm missing stuff. Amira, that is, yep, that's the one. Make sure that you um, DM me if you can so that I remember to send that to you. Smiley51990. And there is, I believe, one more. Her very last name. Somebody out there can get it. <laughs> can you guys hear my dog? I think, are we getting a package? Possibly. There's one more name, unless I missed it. If I missed it, then maybe. No, I don't think I did. One more name. Her very last name. The name that she gets at the end. I've said it in the live. If you go to chapter, I believe 34 or 35, it'll be there. Um, hello. New people. We're playing a game. We're trying to guess the main character's name. Her last name that she gets. Not like her surname, but the last name that she gets in the book. So far, we've got Amira, Anip, and Mary <laughs> Her Egyptian name from the prologue. I only know because I was just looking at it before the live because I was rereading it because um, those are my favorite chapters. Um, I, there's so much like wisdom in there when she's talking to Jacobed and Mired and all the lines in it. There's just a lot to quote from there. But I do believe that it's chapter 34 and 35. And I'll give it like a couple of minutes just to see. And if nobody else gets it, then we'll move on but I'll call it then. Um, <clears throat> let's see, if I can find like the page that it's on while you guys are sitting there. If you have a copy of The Pharaoh's Daughter handy, where is it? <laughs> yeah, okay, part three, chapter 34. There we go. If you go to page 294, um, there's 13 of you watching. And if you have the book, if you go to page 294, we're looking for the main character's name. If you are the first person to type her final name in chat, you will win a couple of bookmarks if you've just joined and you're wondering what's going on. Um, but I'm gonna probably let it go for a minute. Nicole is giving you all a hint. It starts with a B. 
to get the spelling. Oh, here we go. Uh, I'm just totally messed up my chat. There we go. Barbara, you got the whole spelling. Bithia with an H on the end. So you're going to get, um, I can't get my keyboard to go away now. So my whole screen just got messed up and now I can't see your guys's chats. So I'm sorry. Um, I don't know how to fix that. That's just, that's my luck, isn't it? Oh, there we go. Fixed it. Barbara, you are the winner of the final set. So again, if you won one, be sure to DM me or DM Biblical Fiction Buffs account uh, by the end um, of this live at some point, and I will contact you on where to get a good mailing address to send your bookmarks to. Bye, Misu. Thank you for coming. Um, for the rest of this live, we're just going to be talking about the upcoming giveaway and the fall book because um, we only have 10 minutes left. So that took way longer than I <laughs> thought it would. Um, let me see here. Gotta go to my little schedule here. Okay, so right now we have really quick, just time enough for like a Q&A session if you guys wanna ask any questions about um, fall or the Instagram switch or any of that uh, before we go in and I show you guys what's up for grabs this fall. Um, so I'm gonna give you guys maybe a couple, couple of minutes just because um, we're running kind of short on time. But I'm not really seeing anything pop up just yet. So let's get into it. This fall, I don't know if any of you guys know, but it is our one year anniversary of Biblical Fiction Buffs. So woohoo, uh, that's that's really exciting. Um, Biblical Fiction Buffs has been around for a year now. Uh, we first opened just as a discussion group in August, on August 1st. And then we started our first book club read on September 1st. So I'm really excited and for that, I am doing a very extra special, super huge Biblical Fiction Buffs giveaway, and it's a Biblical Fiction Buffs theme. So if you guys saw um, in the beginning, we gave away some bookmarks, we gave away those little pins, um, but we have some other fun prizes up for grabs. And look out for this, this giveaway isn't starting yet, but keep an eye out for it because it'll be happening on the Biblical Fiction Buffs Instagram page. And um, to start off with, we have this lovely Biblical Fiction Buffs, it's blue, Biblical Fiction Buffs tote bag up for grabs um, for all of your Biblical Fiction Buffs books for when you're carrying them around out in public. Um, something else that we are going to be giving away is a Biblical Fiction Buffs lined notebook, uh, which would be perfect for taking notes on your Biblical Fiction Buffs book of the fall. There's lots of stuff in here and I'm not gonna take it all out because that would be kind of challenging. Uh, if I'm being honest, but the last thing that's in here is a Biblical Fiction Buffs mug with our uh, logo and then our tagline on it. Um, so those are just three of the bigger prizes. Um, let me see. Is there anything else? Oh yeah, this is my favorite, but there's also a Biblical Fiction Buffs pop socket for your phone that you can win too. So um, I'm really excited. Keep an eye out for that because that'll be happening in September. Um, and then you'll also, like I usually do in the beginning of the season, I usually do a big giveaway to kick off spring, summer, fall, winter, and I give away a copy of the book. So with those prizes, there will also be a giveaway. Um, the book will also be included in that giveaway, whatever the fall book ends up being. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be happening on our main page sometime this week or next week as we prepare to transition into fall. And with that being said, let's talk about what the fall book club uh, picks are. So we've got a couple up for a vote. 
as per usual, it's you, it's always decided by you. You guys are the ones that make the calls here. And um, I'm bringing back a suggestion from last spring because I did a poll and the top two um, winners from you guys that you said you would want to read from was Lynn Austin or Tessa Afshar again. So um, I heard some comments from you guys about potentially reading a series together or trying one of Tessa's Old Testament books versus her New Testament books. And I thought that was a great idea. So the first book that we are voting on, and again, don't vote here because I'll show you, I'll tell you where to vote in a minute. Uh, but the first book that we are going to be voting on is again, Return to Me by Lynn Austin. This was up for summer and it actually came really close. Um, so I'm bringing that one back because you guys, a lot of you said you were interested in Lynn Austin, but a lot of you also said that you were interested in Tessa Afshar again. So I thought it would be fun to potentially um, put up Harvest of Rubies, which I think would be fun for fall because I think we could do a lot of plays on harvest time and a harvest theme uh, for that. And then potentially, I don't know how you guys would feel about this, but some of you guys said that you'd be interested in reading an entire series together as a book club. And for me, that is a lot of commitment because a lot of biblical fiction buffs series that I know uh, tend to be, uh, biblical fiction series that I know tend to be quite a few um, books long and that's kind of a big investment for all of us. So I thought about the option of potentially doing a duology read. So we can vote for this one, um, but then the idea might be that potentially we could vote and add in this one as well and do a duology read. Or we could just read this one, but potentially have the option to tack on this one as well. So like Biblical Fiction Buffs Book Club pick and then Biblical Fiction Buffs Plus. Um, and maybe doing like an extra half hour of discussion or doing an extra long live event in the fall if you guys were interested in that. So um, note that on when we do the vote, you'll have two options and one will say Return to Me by Lynn Austin and the other one will say um, Harvest of Rubies. But if you vote for Harvest of Rubies, then we'll probably do a duology read as well because some of you guys have said that you would be really interested in doing that together. And I know that a lot of you guys right now are saying that they need to be read together and they'd be good as a pair. So um, these are our two um, for Tessa. And then also uh, this. So these are our two picks. There's three books, but only two choices. Um, so we can either read this series together or return to me. As per usual, I've put up a, I've put together a little voting poll slide. So if you guys have been around for a while that you know that normally what I do is I put up a poll here on Instagram and that is how we decide how to vote. Um, and this, uh, this season, it's going to look a little bit something like this. I apologize that it's backwards. Again, my printer was out of ink, so I wasn't able to, um, print these out and flip them and reverse them in color like I usually do because I was out of color ink. But yeah, it's going to look something like this. So when this live video ends, keep an eye out on our stories because you're going to see that post go up with the poll and that's where you'll cast your vote. So it looks like there's only two choices on here, um, Return to Me and Harvest of Rubies, but just know that if you choose this one, that we'll probably be reading both books. Um, over the course of fall as a as a duology read, um, reading them together. Uh, but if we read, if we choose this one, then we'll only be reading Return to Me. We won't be reading all three books in this series because it's a bit long. <laughs> so um, yeah, that is how it's gonna go. Um, does anyone else have any questions? Because we do have a couple of minutes left to spare before Instagram auto cuts me off. 
um, any Q&A opportunities. Um, but that's all the news that I have for you. If you have questions about biblical fiction buffs, if you have questions for me, questions um, about um, how we've moved to Instagram, why we made that choice. Um, we made that choice, I know a lot of you have seen, but there was just some issues with some people getting into the Goodreads group that maybe uh, didn't want to be there really, or they weren't there because they were interested in the content. They were there to post some other things that were maybe a little bit off kilter. So I made the choice to transition to Instagram just because with Goodreads, I found that it was really, really hard to block people because um, there was a few steps I had to go through to block them from the group. And then it was also hard to set up regulations for who could join the group without making the group completely private and locked down so that people couldn't find it. Um, so I moved to Instagram because I thought that would be a better choice and it's just a little bit easier to kind of navigate and um, keep more of a handle on what's going on. I really liked talking with you all. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope you <laughs> liked the outfit. Um, was it worth it? Um, and you guys, really, this was really fun for me. Um, a bit different because um, just everything going on, I couldn't annotate the book like I wanted to, but I'm excited. Keep an eye out for the poll, which should be going up within the next five to 10 minutes at the very latest within the next hour, depending on how long it takes my phone to kind of process and catch up after this whole live. Uh, but yeah, it was really nice to see you all and I'll be going right now. So thank you for coming. Bye.